Welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm Colin Parker, one of your hosts. And I'm James Anderson, one of your other hosts. On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, until the end of time. And the end of time, indeed, we are getting close to the end of this movie. We sure are. We sure are. Despite being close to the end and like the climax of the film, there's still new things to be seen and still new people to be heard. Like our guest. Our guest this time. It's a a bit of a a special event. Oh, my gosh. I'm so Ah. sorry. That's what an embarrassing way to... Can I ask you a question? How long have you had that one in the chamber? Just now, but also all my life. So sort of both. <laughs> like just you know, building like, up to this moment. Yeah, right. like it's yeah. it's evolution. Both. Yeah, gotcha. since the dawn of time, sort of. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So welcome, Travis Bow. Welcome to Timeline Scavengers. Hello. Hello there. From the Marvel Events Timeline. Yes. Yeah. Podcast. <laughs> That's why I said the words before to the audience. Right. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Travis, before we get into any kind of notes about the clip that we're talking about in today's episode we have some standard questions for brand new guests hit me what is your history uh with marvel whether it be you know comics the movies etc just sort of give us your timeline haha of your involvement oh. with marvel uh and what is marvel again oh um, right yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know timely uh, comics <laughs> oh, oh yeah yeah very familiar <laughs> with that uh, I mean, it it just goes back to. I mean, I've been reading Marvel comics since the early '90s. You know, mm-hmm. X Men, Spider Man. Spider Man was my is my longest running, you know, favorite uh, as far as Marvel mm-hmm. goes. And uh, yeah, good I mean, choice, good choice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, man, just yeah, it's always been a part of my life. So, you know, jumping through the the years, you know, I've, I've pretty much stayed with Marvel. I'm I'm way more a Marvel guy than a DC guy. Same. And you know, the movies once they started rolling out the, the MCU just just hit after hit, you know, they Absolutely. really they've st- stumbled so few times, you yeah. know, in in my opinion. And I mean, my my involvement with, you know, Marvel now is mostly doing a podcast about Marvel Comics, and uh, you know we we do uh, a Marvel Events timeline where we go through the the Marvel comic history one event at a time, and we st- we start we started with uh, Timely Comics, you know the introduction of uh, Namor and and the Human Torch, the original Human Torch, which is kind of what we decided was the best place to kick it off, and it's I consider. You know, if you don't have that meetup, you don't have a shared universe. Absolutely. Mm. You know. Yep. You can tell that you're a you're a pro podcaster because you segued seamlessly into the on next your question. own. Yeah, really? it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah perfectly done. Excellently done. Yeah. <laughs> Colin and my eyes. I was say, oh, I'm just going like, oh, we don't even need to. <laughs> I was gonna say one second. I'm gonna make five notes here. Just let everyone else just go. Okay. Um, yeah. No. It's it's it's. Uh, I think. Exactly what you had said, though, James, is just that, like, when you have someone who's like, I clearly do this all the time, people just sort of know, like, I'm sure this is coming. So let's just, but since you did already mention the podcast, uh, could you just sort of give us uh, just sort of like where people can find you, things like that, and like, you know, how often you post, things like that? So it's uh, it's pretty easy. Well, uh, it's not the easiest 
thing to find, uh, something we discovered much later. <laughs> you know, if you search Marvel events timeline, you're going to find a list of a Marvel, you know, comic book reading order sort of right. list for Marvel events. And, you know, most of them start with, uh, like they don't even start until like the mid sixties with the the yeah. wedding of, of Reed and Sue, mm. you know, that's considered, I think the first Marvel event. So, you know, we're not the easiest one to find, but I'm sure, you know, hopefully, I don't know if you guys throw uh links like that in the show notes. But, oh yeah, uh, for sure. Absolutely. You know, you'll, you'll find us there, but you, we're pretty easy to find. We're Marvel events pod on Twitter and Instagram and then through there, you can find the show, I would think, pretty easily. It's going to be a long-running show, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think of it as sort of like... Um, not to really force a, a, an analogy here, but like it's like once a month, so it's like a new comic book has come in. It's like when I see your show, right. I'm like, oh, yeah. cool. All right, cool. And sometimes, because it's just once a month, sometimes I can kind of set it aside. Yeah. And like have it be like, right, I'm going to really dig into this. Like your most recent one, I have the comic book the captain america comic book open and i've read Mm -hmm. one of the stories and i'm like okay take your time and you (laughs) for this one you also released several like other snack sized things which is very cool that was Um, something that that honestly we stole that from bat minute mm. uh the the folks over Mm. at bat minute just releasing like extra content that yeah you know it was it was fine to keep in the episodes i was also trying to make our episodes a little smaller you know mm. some of our episodes i know were running like 2 hours we had to do full biographies for big people i mean i think that yeah. that was understandable yeah. well i yeah appreciate the that you're listening so absolutely absolutely of course cool let's get to the actual uh you know big uh big moment that we're here to talk about we're here to talk about uh, one of the final scenes of Captain America, the first Avenger. Uh, and so uh, let me do a little bit of a previously moment. Previously on Timeline Scavengers, Captain America makes his move. Some fancy work with the motorcycle and shield has taken out many Hydra agents and blown a large hole in the front gate of the Hydra base until Captain America is surrounded. So this scene is now the immediate follow-up to that, which is at 1 hour, 33 minutes, and 51 seconds, running through 1 hour, 37 minutes, and 18 seconds. Really proud of this one. This is a James moment here. Ready? Captured. I love it. I, there I, you I, go. <laughs> very good. Yeah, it's nice. uh, Steve Rogers is brought into the Red Skull's office, which I love. I'm already derailing myself, but just I love that they bring him into his office like he's like in trouble yeah. at school. Like they don't yeah, bring him like to like... Yeah, it's it's so weird that, that he's like, mm, step into my office, Steven. <laughs> and you're like, what is happening? Observe my Detention suspenders. from life. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird outfit. Uh, we'll get to that, though. <laughs> so Steve Rogers is brought into the Red Skull's office. Arrogance may not be a uniquely American trait, but I must say you do it better than anyone. <laughs> okay, well, let's f- slow down with the flattery there. <laughs> Steve Mean Mugs Schmidt. That's harder to say than I thought it would be. Steve Mean Mug Schmidt, but there are limits to what even you can do, Captain. Or did Erskine tell you otherwise? Steve says he told me you were insane. Red Skull begins his first evil monologue of Act 3. He resented my genius and tried to deny me what was rightfully mine. But he gave you everything. So what made you so special? Rogers smirks. 
Nothing. Red Skull squints at him. I'm just a kid from Brooklyn. And the Red Skull snaps. He strikes Rogers multiple times, dropping him to his knees. Rogers looks up, and we once again get the famous line, I can do this all day. Schmidt begins to gloat. Oh, of course you can, of course. But unfortunately, I am on a tight schedule. And he pulls out a gun, and you hear the, again, recycled sound from Iron Man, the as it powers up, uh, which is very weird for a pistol to need to power up. But again, I'm getting out of myself. It's a laser uh, pistol. <laughs> I guess. And he's about to blast Cap away forever when we hear the sound of zip lines lodging into the mountainside. The Howling Commandos begin their descent. So am I, says Rogers, and pulls a Hydra agent in front of him to be blasted away instead of him as Red Skull pulls the trigger. Red Skull takes off as the fight begins. He rushes down the halls to the hangar. Farnsworth grabs the shield and tosses it to Cap, saying, Rogers, you might need this. Rogers thanks him and takes off after the Red Skull. Dernier and Morita's second team breaches another side of the base. Morita yells over his radio, We're in! Assault team, go! On the other side, Phillips hears this and yells, Move out! The 107th, Phillips, and Carter storm the base. This is where an all-out assault begins. The 107th and Howling Commandos are mostly using regular weaponry, but a few of the leftover Hydra guns they've, you know, had from the other bases are being used as well. So bodies are dropping and or being disintegrated left and right. They begin blowing more holes into the base, and Red Skull's first escape route is blocked, so he picks up an Arnim... Okay, God, never get this one right on the first try. He picks up an Arnimilator yeah, to take ooh, out... Yeah, you did it. God. Arminilator. Oh, I bet it's Arminilator. Uh, it probably is. He picks up an Arnimilator nope. to take out... No, that doesn't sound right. Ar- because you said Arnimilator. 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 Arnim. Yeah. Arnimilator. Whatever. That one, that one I hope was the first one he named because Zolanator is way better. Anyways. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, to take out about 10 107th soldiers as they round the corner and he changes his, his flight path. That's some quotes there. <laughs> Uh, I changed that last second. That's not what I wrote, but I was like, oh, I'll say flight path. It'll be cute. Uh, <laughs> one Hydra agent at one point yells, cut off one head and two more shall Blam. <laughs> Phillips does not wait, and he takes him out with a blast from a shotgun. Let's go find two more, which is an incredible line. Mm-hmm. As always, Tommy Lee Jones, a Perfect. masterclass. Red Skull fires over his shoulder twice, and Cap blocks it with a shield. He then throws the shield down the hall as Schmidt barely makes it through a set of closing bulkhead doors. The shield lodges itself, holding it open. But, being shieldless now, Rogers gets confronted by a flamethrower Hydra soldier. He is closing in on Rogers' hiding position when Peggy uh, Carter rounds the other corner and shoots the tank on his back, blowing the man up. The two approach each other in the hall as soldiers keep running by. You're late. Flustered, she struggles to get an answer. Uh, sorry. Flustered, she struggles to answer until she gets out of, weren't you about to... Right. He runs up, dislodges the shield, and continues the chase. Action-packed scene. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, what are our thoughts on this uh, this moment? I, I I really wanted to interject, but I didn't because I'm trying to get better at it. Uh, we've never said this before, but um, pop a cap. Yeah. He, he's, he prepares to pop a cap. Um <laughs> Uh, that was some not worth, as you can see, not worth interrupting good. you for, but it was <laughs> worth it was having it be funny. my first thing. Um, 
the, the thing I want to talk about is how uh, Red Skull uh, is saying the thing that I've been saying for the past like 15 episodes about uh, Captain America's arrogance and mm. slash confidence. We've been talking about how Erskine said like it makes the good parts better and the bad parts worse and whatever. And the, I can do this all day attitude is arrogance. And so I think it is it's further reinforcement that that the super soldier serum is working as proposed because you know you do it better than anyone yeah it's a super soldier serum in me it makes makes all my traits better mm-hmm. which is not to say that a, a hefty amount of arrogance isn't handy right as is as is evident but like i think that it's funny that he picked out that trait and that's what i've been saying for like like mm. 2 months now <laughs> Everything gets amplified except for that. He just goes, I could do this for eh, for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm 45 it. minutes in me. I'm His self-care got really high in the, <laughs> with the super soldier serum. So he's like, I, you know what? I'm going to take a, a nice relaxing walk. Uh, and then I'll come back and do this some more later in the day. I like that uh, Red Skull is, you know, he, he's the one that mentions arrogance. And then when... Uh, when Steve throws the whole thing about him being insane in his face, he talks about how, you know, he was uh, Erskine's creation and uh, what makes you so special. He, he He's so arrogant that mm-hmm. he can't see that, like, Steve is just a better person, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think it's, so. That's the. I think that's the. the uh, what's the word for it? I'm not 100% sure what word it is is here maybe someone will tell me but like i think that's the thing though is that i think that a lot of villains are people who are like you know i'm evil but like they think that they're good sure they think that what they're doing but like he definitely knows that he's evil like Mm -hmm. there's no way that red skull looks in the mirror every morning goes what a great guy you're doing the world a favor (laughs) right like you're such a savior to these people no he's like yeah hell yeah i am evil and it rules squashing these people under my boot right like he clearly revels in that so i don't think like i I feel like surely he knows that he's like a quote better man but it's like i i think it's more of um unless you mean better man in terms of like a better fit for the serum itself which maybe maybe that's a different i think it might be Look, it might be more that, you know, he because he at first he implies that uh, Erskine had perfected the serum with Red Skull. Right. And, you know, can't believe that there's someone else, you know, that he would he would try and use it on. And, you know, it uh, it's it's it's, it's I, I dig Red Skull. You hate as a character. <laughs> no, I, I dig him as a character. Oh, dig like, Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get sort of older sibling vibes. Mm. Where it was oh, like, sure. Yeah. How come mom and dad had a second kid when they perfected right. it with me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is also interesting, though, because like I think it's fascinating that he believes that it was it was perfected. But I also wonder if there's a little bit of like, mm, there is, I think, perhaps a little bit of resentment about the fact that like. They have the same abilities, right? Mm-hmm. Like the same level of strength and stuff yeah. like that. But like Schmidt comes out on the other end looking the way Schmidt does. Yeah. Looking like Schmidt. And Rogers comes out looking like, I apologize, but like a 
a Nazi Germany wet dream, I feel like. Sure. You know? Oh, sure. sure like, sure, sure. and he's like, well, hang on now. What, what, what? Okay. Stop. How come you got that? Right. Like, right. why do you get to be the pretty boy? And I'm like, <laughs> dude, like that's, I mean, it doesn't matter. Do you matter. know what I, my I mask budget evil, is? But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, do you think that that was probably like a, a relieving moment when he could finally remove that mask yeah. and go, oh, yeah. finally, sure. no uh, more prosthetics. <laughs> He's your like, red, oh, red bones. so much time in the makeup chair every day. <laughs> this will be wonderful for my self-care routine. <laughs> <laughs> the, the super soldier serum vastly improved both of their self-care, like their whole, like, right, yeah. their whole thing. Yeah. Sometimes I just go and get a latte. <laughs> Steve starts doing like, you know, like, like creams and like, yeah. you know, like little mm-hmm. like facial masks. Uh, and Red Skull gets like a buffer and like, right, right, right. Like, you know, yeah, like, and like turtle wax. Keratonin and it's like, yeah, yeah, just really, really <laughs> making it shine. Absolutely. Hi, Zola. Like talking about like the mirror that he's like trying to like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. Sorry. Uh, I did have. A question. I, mean, I don't know if it's a question, but it's like I understand that like sometimes in movies, what you need to do is because you can't show two things happening at the exact same time. Mm. Sometimes what happens is you see one thing and then you see another thing, and and it feels like it is like one after another. Mm-hmm. So you go, they took that long, right. but to me, it feels crazy that he's gloating and talking to Captain America. You hear the sound of, you know, these spikes impaling into a wall. And then you go, hmm? And you look out the window (laughs) and you see these guys zip lining in, which, sure, they're going fast. But they're not going so fast that you can't go, cool, let me pick up a weapon, bam, 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 out the window. Surely that should have been easy pickings. But they waited clear until they get into the building. Then the fight starts. And there's like... And like that's when he turns. He's like, "Now I'll shoot Steve Rogers." Yeah. It just feels like he takes so long. It's ADD baffling to me. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, that? that's pretty cool. Oh, uh, maybe they're with us. Hold your fire. What is, what's their budget like for ziplines? <laughs> oh wait, shit! I was doing something. <laughs> How did they find? No, not my windows. I spent so much time talking to Thompson Creek about replaced. these windows. Damn it! Oh, you know how so expensive boom. it is to hide a base inside of a mountain. Exactly. <laughs> Plus, oh, I've get, gotta these, get a new these base. full pane glass windows. Yeah. yeah we had exactly. to kill so many windows installers. It was <laughs> a nightmare. I had to move bases. I just got my portrait done in front of this one. <laughs> you know, and then and then he goes, "Oh yeah, yeah." And then boom. Yeah, they come through the window basically guns, you know, ablaze. Right. And they clear the room of all these, you know, stormtroopers. And you can see in the background of one of them, like Cap is, he's surrounded with guys who just got dropped with with, uh, the machine gun fire. And then, yeah, that's when Cap grabs one guy and then throws him. And then you see Red Skull running down the hallway. So here's, okay, here's another question. And again, I've never seen someone pull the trigger more than once on a pistol from the hydra does it need to power up every time mm. the pistol because like what's weird to me is that he shoots one mm. time and hits one of his own people 
but doesn't right. then just immediately pull the trigger again, which is also very weird to me. Yeah. They're like, ah, oh, darn, got one of my own guys. I guess it's a golden deeg, and it only has one one bullet in the chamber. Right. Like, it's like, you know, eagle eye, or not eagle eye, golden eye. Um, eagle eye, what that is that? That Shia LaBeouf movie, uh, eagle eye, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he just like, boom, ah, damn, tosses it. <laughs> and just yeah, like one and runs. done. It's very wasteful. It is. It is very peculiar. Uh, just I don't know. It's like I, yeah. I don't want to be you know judgment, not judgmental, but like I don't want to rip it apart. Yeah. But it's one of those things where it's like I've seen the scene so many times, but once you start having to watch, pause, right, 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 watch for a few seconds, pause, to, and like as you're doing that, you're realizing that you're watching it in really small chunks. Yeah. You're really breaking. Yeah. It. It's like being a NFL. Like slow mo, like the the sure. people back in New York going over the footage, you know, it's you're going. Uh, was he down by contact or? Mm, I think the Red Skull got a false start there. <laughs> he just immediately starts booking it. Um, it's I don't know. It's it's very fascinating to watch some of these things where you're like, yeah, I know exactly what happens in this scene, yeah. and then you start to watch it like that, and then you go, wow, they were both pretty pretty slow on the draw there. I feel like, <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but we can we can move from this part of the scene to the hallway if you'd like. Yeah. Cuz there's there's a lot of different little smaller fights happening to create this full battle. Well, I I I titled this uh this segment um Cap and the Howling Ma- Commandos and the Army Attack because as I was watching it to label the scenes I was like Cap and the Howling Commandos and then it cuts to the outside, and it's like, oh, and the army. Oh, those, those, you know, I wanted it to be a, th- you know, and also the Air Force, and also, like, it felt like it was just, like, these people, mm-hmm. and then more, and then more, and there's just, like, full pincer attack sort of deal, and I really liked the overwhelming nature of the attack, um, the way they presented it. So we see the Howling Commandos in action, right, in this little segment. But there are no familiar faces right. in the army people. Right. In the 107th. Are you or either of you like kind of like okay with that? Or are either of you kind of like, this was the time for them to redeem Hodge? Mm. No. Or oh yeah, that'd or be great. Or for Hodge just Yeah, for Hodge to just start shooting people in the back. Um no, okay. You you okay? You I'll let you talk about. I did discover today that. that Hodge exists in the comics. He was in two issues of Captain America: Adventures of Captain America, nineteen ninety one, where he yeah. was the Hodge that we see in the movie, and then he defects to the Nazis. So uh, again, I, I'd like to. I hate to say I called it, but the, you know, the tall, blonde haired, blue eyed guy that was that way before and was kind of a, a dick to people. Yeah, you know, it's a natural. It's sort of like a good fit. I I was really hoping for a moment with Hodge because he's in the the camp when when Steve, you know, comes there right. on the USO tour, and when. Steve marches back, you know, in with everyone he rescued. You get a scene. I think you get a reaction from Hodge. I think he mm-hmm. steps out of a tent. Right. Mm-hmm. And I really wish they had a moment where he looked at, looks at Steve. Maybe, you know, maybe then Steve has the helmet off or something. And he says, you know, Rogers, you right. know, and suddenly realizes like, oh, he was a decent guy. And now he's, right. you know, right. Captain America. Yeah. Unless I'm all about redemption, but he could jump on a grenade. That would be a way to redeem redeem him too. Man, James. yeah. I mean, that, I mean, honestly, no. Yeah, would, that because... would he would learn that lesson from yeah Steve <laughs> through death. Yeah, yeah. 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 Hmm. I uh, 
I think that it's interesting because you can't have sympathetic characters other than um, Phillips Erskine, well, Erskine, Carter, and to a, a lowercase extent, Phillips, um, at that boot camp scene because anyone, like, you, Steve has to be against absolutely everyone. You can have a jerk like Hodge, but, like, if, you know, Mulrooney next to him is like, hey, come on, let's not pick on whatever, you're like, okay, but could Mulrooney be... Can't he seems fine. Yeah. He's also yeah. not he's not too skinny. The needle would not go all the way through the arm sort of <laughs> deal. So you can't have like sympathetic well, friendly just because you're friendly like once or twice does not mean that you're all the way good, right? Right. You know. But if you're only getting a good look a, a quick look True. at them in fair, a fair. boot camp montage, it's you can't have like oh, there's there's three or four good people, but Steve is the one, so Right. I mean, again, when he goes, nice boots, Tinkerbell, like, I think it's like, <laughs> yeah. we get why. We get it. We yeah. get it. One of, one of the few things that, problems that I have with this movie um, is kind of all in this scene. And oh. it, it comes up earlier as well, but it's just the overall aesthetic of the Hydra base and how I get that they have this shiny new fuel source, energy source, but everything, it looks like it's from 2043 and not 1943. Mm -hmm. You know, I still yeah. like, you still, you know, use the same metals <laughs> that everyone else would use, <laughs> but everything in this base is shiny and chrome. And like when, you know, at the start of this scene, you know, when Steve is brought into this office, it's like, there's like a honeycomb texture to the yeah. walls. It's like, Everything here looks too futuristic for just just because they have this energy source. I, you know, I, I struggle with that with this movie. You know, in Toy Story, when uh, Andy gets Buzz, and then the entire decor of his room changes yeah. because he yeah. got a new toy. Western, yeah. that. I was gonna say, do you think though that 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 is supposed to be sort of what shows the difference between them and like the Nazi Party, which is that like mm. that like. Um, you know, they are now, because they have this weaponry and this f power source that is not earthly, that they can basically advance and be well beyond their, like, the, their time period. Like, Maybe. I guess, like, but it's, I still struggle with, you know, the fact that, I mean, we'll, we'll maybe talk about it in the future, you know, this uh, plane, I don't know what, where, how you guys deal with spoilers, but... The, the plane uh, none unless it's a year since like less than a year since the thing right. came up yeah. oh, okay I was just like the fact that they have onboard computers on this uh flying wing that they're gonna get into right you know stuff <laughs> like that that's technology that they wouldn't have and I don't know that that comes from the tesseract you know it's like right. how uh, it's well, little nitpick where... nitpicks like that that I I chalked that up to Howard Stark. Yeah. Anything that I'm like, oh, that's a that's a mm. piece of like 19 late 80s computer technology. I'm like, because Howard Stark. I I think about that with, with it. in comic books in general. It's like a lot of the times, whenever you see something that's before its time, I always think about like, okay, is there a like super genius? Reed sorts, Richards, right? Like, right. So sure. like, if you're in like the 90s kind of thing, right? Why would they have a a touch touch screen phone? Of yeah. course, Reed Richards thought of that, right? It's probably right. just unstable molecules. Right. Like, uh, I mean, all right. our clothes are full of stable molecules, but that's just because we don't live in the universe of Reed Richards. So, right, right. exactly. Different yeah, yeah. technology. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I think about that the same way, right? Like, Howard 
doesn't exactly have a computer, but like the whole setup that they have for, you know, doing the uh, Project Rebirth situation is, I feel like, still very, maybe not quite as advanced as the Tesseract stuff is for Hydra, but it still feels a a bit ahead of its Mm -hmm. time. Um, I mean, the way that the chamber that he sits in and stuff like that is like very sleek and modern. Yeah. And like that's in the 50s. So like I feel like the the thing to me is that like I totally buy Hydra, the science division of, you know, this place. Having a computer, I'm kind of like, okay. The thing that to like in agreement with you though is the fact that Steve sits down at the cockpit in a future scene and sees a computer screen. <laughs> right. And doesn't go, what the hell is this? He just goes, ah, yes. Something that tells me exactly what I need to know. Yeah. Perfect. I'm used to It's a to funny this. looking map. I know maps. Right. It's, it's very maps moving. Yeah. It's full of witches. Exactly. <laughs> oh, the train. Burn it. I'll burn yeah. it. <laughs> so we'll, we'll get there. He's like, I got to take this thing down. Mm. No one can get these secrets. Or at least another. Punches the. <laughs> and when he comes um, out of the ice, he's like, he sees all that like in our palms. Yeah. It's like. I couldn't stop it. I was too late. Times Square. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. He sees just like the giant screen in Times Square that's like, buy Taylor Swift's new album. And he's like, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> no, her first stuff is too good to move to improve upon. Wait, what do you say? How does he know that? Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I had... Oh, I was just going. Wow, you ever think that you had something important, but it, then it was, again, it was just a dumb, a dumb joke. Well, here, it is, here's the dumb joke. Uh, I just, I chalk it up to sleek modernist German design. Like, it's sort mm-hmm. of like you know, it, it's like a real, like, yeah, we think the science division looks sort of sleek and sort of like they've taken this this underground base and whatever. But like, that's what all of the German homes at the time looked like as well. It was just sort of how you designed. It was a pretty normal, uh, yeah, normal setup. You have honeycombs and glowy things and whatever. Sure. He's like, mm, the BMW of, you know, of soldier ranks. Welcome. <laughs> is it too easy how Peggy Carter takes out the torch guy? Or is that just a, a hubris based uh, design flaw in that weapon? Mm. You know what? I'm a little, curious. Yeah. A little Lord, bo- I, I feel like that is meant to be a bit of a Indiana Jones moment. Right. Yeah. You know? I mean, I'll always take Peggy Carter shooting. I would sure. love a supercut of just the music stops and it zooms in on Peggy Carter going blam, blam, blam all no, day long. You know, I, I think um, I think this is probably the most scientifically well, for for to some extent, the most scientifically accurate thing of what's happening with Hydra here, right? Yeah. Because the in World War II, uh, the flamethrower was operated by having a backpack mm-hmm. that had the the fuel source in it. So the fact that she comes around the corner because he's like trying to get to Rogers, I mean, he should have backup. He should have other people with him. The fact yeah. that he's by himself is a little weird, but like her coming around Arrogance. the corner and going, mm, giant tank of of fuel. Uh, I love Bam. this like, this uh, Hydra flame trooper. Yeah. You know, I, I love the design of it and just mm-hmm. seeing the way his, how that whole apparatus works with, you know, he's got like a, cylinder below his hands mm-hmm. shooting out the flame um it kind yeah. of reminds me a little bit of the mark one iron man kind mm-hmm. of suit in the desert it just kind of the way yeah. you know what's funny is you know what my next question to you was going to be i was gonna say how many of them do you think accidentally burn themselves by like going well no one's around i wonder if i 
shoot straight down if I can fly. <laughs> like, how many of them do you think were like, mm, and like learn how rockets work essentially? But also we're like, oh my pants, ouchie, 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 ouchie. We, we learned another. We lost another one. Um. So this is a technology that would have that Peggy Carter could have actually previously trained for, and I think that that is very yeah. funny. She's like, okay, all this techno. Oh wait, I know this one. Blam, blam, blam. Got it. Right. That's, that's plan A. It's also very Peggy Carter to go. Hmm. Better just shoot it. You know. Yeah. I feel like. You know. She's Absolutely. like, I've been spending enough time around Americans. I think I know. I think I know what's up. Cabal. <laughs> have either of you guys seen the uh, Kirby at War documentary? I have not. No, no. no. I had to um, remember highly, that it was Jack Kirby and not Kirby, the Nintendo character. But yes, no, I have <laughs> It took me a brief moment as well because I was like, yeah. what? He? Oh, right, Jack Kirby. Um, it's. I highly recommend it. Um, there are scenes where they kind of tell tell you about Kirby's experiences Mm -hmm. in war and kind of some of the stuff that he he went through and seeing the soldiers kind of running through the woods Mm. um, as they're attacking the base I cannot see that stuff now without thinking about Jack Kirby and and fighting behind enemy lines and and that sort of thing there's a, a sequence in in that documentary where they talk about him taking on this fortified enemy uh Little little base, and they're running through the woods, and they they get there, and they can't find the enemy, and then all of a sudden they're being attacked, so they have to run back mm. to kind of where they where they started, and it's just very much it feels like this this uh, these soldiers running through the the woods. Yeah. So just wanted to bring that up, and, and again, highly recommend. You can find that pretty much. I think it's on like a. Tubi freebie. or Freebie yeah. I was just or gonna say, something it's, it's like that. It's available for yeah. free on Amazon Prime through Freebie. Oh. Um, cool. Yeah. So watch now free with that. It's well worth your time. Yeah. So it's, I'm it, saving it. It really makes all of the you you. I'm gonna basically paraphrase from your Marvel at War episode, but like, yeah. it's funny to to think about like all these experiences that all of these people had, like, um, you know, with Stanley doing like propaganda and like all these people that were actually yeah. in like. War zones, and then seeing later them depict these adventures with the soldiers, and like, yeah, you know how much of this was just sort of like, oh, I remember the time that you know my friend Schmitty told me about yeah. whatever, and now I'm going to depict that, and yeah, I think the biggest mm-hmm. takeaway for for me in in doing that that doing Marvel events timeline is how little time Captain America spent fighting overseas. You know, because in the '60s right. they depict him as this—he's—he's he's fighting Nazis left and right. You know, but in the real issues, <laughs> you know, in, in the '40s he's fighting saboteurs and and people. He, you know, he's the right. sentinel of our shores. He's protecting America, right. yeah, fifth from column. the fifth column and all that stuff. So it's really interesting to, yeah. that that society as a whole. I think we we think of Captain America as fighting Nazi. You know, being over there. Right. So right. right, you're going to stay here and protect mm-hmm. us from the stuff at home. And he's yeah. like, "Okay, I, this kind of sucks." I guess <laughs> America. Yeah. He's like, "Are you sure there's not a USO tour I could just go on?" I feel like, at the very least, I feel like I would just feel something. You know, <laughs> let me meet the people. And they're like, "Nope, just go back to." Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I'm I I don't have anything else for this scene. Um, other than uh, I just always think it's so cute when he and Peggy get into these little situations and like sure. one of them gets flustered and they're just like, uh, yeah. Uh, 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 weren't you about to in the way he's like, oh, right. Like, just like, oh, shit. Yeah, I am fighting. Oh, God. Oh, crud. My shield. I forgot it again. Yeah. yeah exactly. And he's like, where did I leave? Oh, sure. Fallsworth runs by. Get your shield. Yeah. He's like, stop leaving it. Oh, get my bed. These um, movies would not be the same if if Stan hadn't come up with the round shield for Cap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? I mean, yep. I, I love the look of the the triangular, if you, know, if you want to call it that, the the... Shield-shaped right. shield that he that he right. starts right. with, you know. I love that they pay pay homage to that in, in this movie, but it just yeah. wouldn't have that same, you know. The round shield is just so much better. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I also just realized. Sorry, th- listening back, listening to you say that, but also realizing James just said something a second ago, and I went, I don't think that that's right. Turns out I was wrong. I definitely wrote down Farnsworth. Oh. In my notes, and it's Fallsworth. Sorry, um, I so if did you that heard that many earlier, times when writing about them before. So yeah. if if you heard me say that wrong earlier, and you've been getting ready to send me an angry tweet, just let just know I I fixed it. <laughs> my only other thing that I would like to bring it back to one last time before I'm fully done, and of course, if anyone has anything else, you're more than welcome to bring it up. Uh, but as always, I know I mentioned it in the notes, but Tommy Lee Jones. Oh. Masterclass and perfect. Let's go find two more. <laughs> One, I mean, well, I guess two lines in the scene move out and then let's go find two more. He says something of like that was ADR'd about like keep oh, those yeah, lines like keep, straight keep or whatever. It's keep some your sort spacing. Of yeah, but all right, I, Phillips. I, I didn't even know that was supposed yeah. to be coming from him. Yeah, it's when they're like rushing yeah. across the field and like, I heard it, but I, yeah, yeah, I didn't think it was him but. i love the way that that's 80 yard because it's like well where was he was he just like in a tr- was he like move out and then just waiting in the back going keep that spacing though <laughs> don't forget okay. your training right and now i can walk out walk in <laughs> yeah, i love that he doesn't bum rush the place also then again he's older he's like i'm not running yeah <laughs> I'm, these I'm knees walking my, yeah <laughs> he's like i'll get there when i get there son all right I was I'll really hoping up. for the super soldier serum to really help me. Uh, yeah. There's only one. and <sighs> um, Well, glad it was you, son. Damn it. Let's go find two more is, is, a, is a great line to me because I get what he means, but it doesn't exactly make sense. Like, you know, one, one head will cut off one head and two more will take its place. Let's go find two more. I get like, okay, so then we'll cut up, whatever. But like, it, to me at least, and maybe this is just my own blindness, I'm always like, yeah, wait, no, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, we're, we're moving on. Okay, cool. And I think that there's a there's a line that I, I keep coming back. I just watched it to for notes because I was, whatever. Peggy gets a good, like, two more will take its place. I have a clever zinger now too. I assume that's part of training in, in uh, SSR and S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, but it also kind of doesn't, like, it makes sense only in sort of like a, 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 like a tough guy sort of way. And I really like both of those things. So basically I want to walk back. I just don't get it. Not that the audience in general doesn't get it. Yeah. It works for me. I don't know. Yeah, It works for me. Yeah. Fine. You know what? Fine. I was trying to, I'm trying to think of like how, how doesn't it work? Well, like I think that. 
you I guess the thing is let's go find two more will take its place you wouldn't have to go find them because they'd be right there and i know that this is me taking the line literally and they mm-hmm. aren't that literally sure. talking about an actual like right the hydra soldiers themselves are not going hydra to spring soldiers. forth out of the body yeah. of right. the fallen soldier yeah right i i think it that does that's, make sense it's just it, yeah it always feels like it doesn't i just like the bravado of it right. of like hey two more we're not gonna have any any problem you know taking out two more you know and yeah. and then four more you know we're gonna keep, we'll keep taking out until, you you yeah. know nazi scum for right i think it's a lot like that like even if even if it were to be literal right mm. i think it's very much like the blades of glory moment where he says that and you're like damn that's a good line but then someone goes the hell does that mean? And he goes, I don't know, but it's provocative, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> and then you're just like, yeah, you know what? It's people going. That's that's goddamn. That's fair. Yeah, <laughs> I would love a behind the scenes clip where he does that, and then they call cut, and he goes, "Do you guys like that one?" Just came with that <laughs> one on the spot. That one just it just came to me. It was easy, you know. I love because I do love moments like that when older actors who aren't necessarily like big improvisers, yeah. like when you see behind the scenes stuff of them like having fun with it. Yeah. You know, just sort of like letting loose. I feel like it'd be very cute grandpa moment in a way for him to be like, right. Did you guys like that you, one? You get that one just for, for free. You? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. <And> he, <laughs> Here's like, an acting you, lesson. Yeah. He's like, did you just improvise in like the second to last scene that we're shooting for the entire? He's like, yeah, I mean, you know, figure I'd, you know, wrap it up in a neat little bow for you. I've been improvising the whole time. I just have been getting very lucky. Right. Exactly. There, <laughs> I mean, sometimes in movies like this, I do feel like you could just put, Tommy Lee Jones on a thing go here's the premise go say shit and he's like all right you got it son and just walks on (laughs) you got it son (laughs) walks on and they're like damn that he's already in character that salutes him um so I (laughs) just my last thing uh is that it sort of feels like Carter like Phillip's like all right let's go and Carter's like again this is my impression that the impression that I get (laughs) scavengers um (laughs) was that Phillips didn't necessarily. I thought they were going to leave Peggy behind and it was going to be a bigger deal that she was coming along and it wasn't addressed at all because it's Phillips and he doesn't care. He just wants you to be a good soldier, and not get in the way. I get that. But like <laughs> I was, there was a moment where I was like, is she, I know that she's there in a future scene. Is she going to like, she's just going to go with him now. And she does. I will say I would not have minded if he like had started to walk away and turned around and was like, well, you coming? Yeah. Right. There might or, be someone or, to kiss later. <laughs> he turns around and goes, <sighs> you know, like just kind of gives like yeah. a little head, not like, all right, all right, come on. And she yeah. just sort of smiles and walks on. Or he turns around and goes, you're going to come out of the way, huh? And she's like, yep. And he's like, all right, well, or he hands doesn't her. turn. Yeah. Yeah. He he's like, he's like, listen, a- he's like, I get it. You're going to come if, if I tell you not, uh, to do so or not. So let's just, you know, get yeah. dismiss the formalities. Come on. Right. Exactly. That's all. Let's go see your boyfriend. She's like, what? <laughs> he's not my, <laughs> he's not my boyfriend. All right. Just <laughs> he's like, like real dad yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Just overall, I wish that Captain America and Red Skull would meet again. Um, I, they had a, such a great opportunity with winter soldier because the entire production of that movie, I was convinced that Robert Redford was playing Alexander Lucan from the comics, from the mm-hmm. Brubaker run of 
the Winter Soldier comics where that was Red Skull in disguise and he was mm. basically playing that same character, you know, um, such a wasted opportunity. I thought how, how great would it have been for, you know, the end of that movie to see Robert Redford rip his face off and it's Red Skull, but alas. So yeah, I just, it's just that unfortunate that the, you know, arch enemies, you know, and mm-hmm. they only meet this in this movie. So it's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Shall I move us to throw the kid into the river? Yeah, let's throw the kid in the river. Which is what we call it in <laughs> nice. social media. It's, it's a... <clears throat> All right. Um, so I'm just going to do uh, social media handles uh, because we talked mm-hmm. before we'll about uh, Marlon Mc Fenley. Yeah. If you would like to uh, interact with our show on Twitter, you can find us at uh, Timeline Scav. Uh, if you'd like to interact with our podcast network, uh, that you can find at uh, scavengers net if you would like to to just really really uh, rake me over the coals about uh, let's go find two more being a perfectly acceptable line uh, you can do that over at unabashed james colin where can people uh, find you to uh, interact with you about the buffalo bills uh, you can find me at colin m parker travis um where can people find uh, either either and or you or your podcast Marvel Events Timeline or anywhere else that uh, you can be found uh, on Twitter or elsewhere um, well I will uh, just you can find me on my other show Real Comic Heroes and that's just real with two E's so check that out since I already plugged the other Perfect. show enough you know sure. check out that show absolutely absolutely Cool. Well, we are going to uh, move along and uh, race after Cap, and we will uh, meet up with Travis uh, later on down the road. But for now, I am James Anderson. I'm Colin Parker. I'm Travis Bow. Excelsior! The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.